right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stay Tuned Sports Podcast, Episode 7. I am sitting here with my friend Curran, Curran Phillips. He is a men's gymnast, one of the best of the best. He is a national champion, which is insane. Had time with the U.S. men's national team, still is on that team. So you're talking to one of the best in the sport. It's a privilege, and thanks for being here, Curran. Andrew, thanks for having me, man. Um, I love the vision. I love what you're doing. I've had some incredible people on here already. So, yeah, keep it rolling, man. Yeah, we're keeping the upward trajectory with you this time. So excited <laughs> to learn a bit more about, about you. Honestly, the cool thing is, too, I learn a lot about your life that I didn't know just from interactions at Stanford and stuff. So we'll start with, like, give a little intro about who you are, where you're from, and how you started in sports. Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Chicago suburbs, Naperville, Illinois. Um, I've been doing gymnastics competitively since I was six. Um, I got into it very young, which is kind of mandatory for the sport if you want to be helpful mm-hmm. as you develop. Um, apparently, I liked it when I was young. Sometimes <laughs> now I question my decision. Um, yeah. All jokes aside, it's been phenomenal. Um, I've met some of the greatest people in my life doing the sport, learned a lot of, you know, valuable lessons and um, developed into someone that I think is ready for the real world. And that's kind of what gymnastics gave me. So, um, yeah, I've I've been in California now for five years. I graduated in 2022. Um, I'm still now training just doing uh, senior national team obligations, traveling, mm-hmm. um, trying to push for the Olympics in 2024. And then following that, my goals will be to pursue a career in medicine. So right now, yeah, kind of just taking it all in and um, doing everything I can to stay busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's awesome. I think, I mean, crazy that you started at six. I want to talk a bit about that. So when you started, you were super young in gymnastics. I know for certain sports, I was talking about baseball and soccer recently, you decide around like eighth grade or freshman year of like what you're going to specialize in as a gymnast. Do you specialize super early? Like, was that just all you did or did you play other sports too? So I actually played club soccer for quite a bit growing up. Um, I think I played until I was, in fourth grade, which is pretty late. Yeah. I played pretty much my whole life until fourth grade. Um, and then I stopped because of some extenuating circumstances with my mental health at the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I could have kept going if I wanted to. But I decided just to pursue gymnastics for the time being. Um, I also dabbled around in baseball. I love baseball. Um, yeah. I think me doing those things actually helped with my gymnastics when, especially when I was young. Um, Mm -hmm. I also, you know, growing up in the suburbs in Chicago, like going outside and like riding your skateboard, playing pickup basketball, doing all those things is such a big part of culture there. Um, So with my friends, we'd constantly be outside doing stuff and playing sports. So I developed a lot of like, non-gymnastics related sport skills mm-hmm. like I can dribble a basketball pretty well yeah. I can football yeah. 
I can throw a baseball. Um, so stuff like that. But I think around seventh or eighth grade, I finally quit baseball and I was full gymnastics. So mm-hmm. it is a lot younger than pretty much any other sport, I think. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my friends who went to play D3, D2, D1, you know, baseball, football, soccer, they also did, you know, track or they played basketball right. as well. So yeah. I did multiple sports. So, you know, sometimes I look back, I'm like, dang, like, I wish I got more experiences. Like, there's yeah, a lot I feel more- the same way, to be honest. Yeah, there's looking a lot- back, it's like, I wish I played a little bit more. And when did you specialize but- in soccer pretty early? Yeah, it was around. So I had the decision around like eighth grade going into ninth grade because we had this academy team that they were like, if you want to be a part of this team, it was all expenses paid for, like oh, wow. free travel, all that. But it's you can only play this sport. You can't play high school sports. So I had like a toss up, but I decided to go the soccer route because it was a great opportunity and obviously paid off. Same with you. Like when you decided, obviously, yeah. looking back, <laughs> it's always nice to think about what you could have done, but it's paid yeah, off pretty damn, pretty damn well for you now. Um I had a friend so, growing up. I think I mentioned him to you, Josh Penn. He plays yeah, yeah. in the MLS now, I believe. Um, but he he had the same thing. He was either academy or, mm-hmm. or high school. And I think he came and played high school one year, and he was just dominating. He was just running through people. Um, but then, yeah, he was like, I got to go back and play more at my yeah. level. So, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about – yeah, tell me about the uh... – the gymnastics side, because obviously gymnastics is not a sport that high school, high schools offer, right? So did your high school do that or did you just strictly go club? Who was your team? Actually, Illinois, high school? Is one, Illinois is one of the only states in the country that still offers high school gymnastics. So I could have gone okay. that route if I wanted to. It's just, it was kind of your situation. It, it yeah. wasn't competitive enough for me at the time. And um with my goals i wanted to stay in club and um yeah. train at a higher level um so yeah gymnastics is interesting in that it's it's um a very community uh community based sport it's it's smaller so people like really love to get together and support each other so a lot of my time growing mm-hmm. up was spent at you know these regional camps and um doing these things sometimes competitions with people from like indiana michigan ohio all these states surrounding illinois um so i got to learn from gymnasts from other states and other programs um so that definitely helped in my growth and development and also got me ready for college because once you get to college as a gymnast you're kind of submerged into this team oriented sport whereas right. growing up, it was like all you it was it was just individualistic um yeah gymnast gymnastics is definitely more of an individual sport i would say um, yeah but obviously in college it is different and i guess olympics talking national team it's it's probably an in-between right it's individual but it's still a team in national team stuff is that accurate or no Yes, it's it's definitely still more geared towards team oriented. Like our our mission right now as a national team is to get back on the podium in 2024. I think mm-hmm. the last time we were on the podium at the Olympics was 2008. Okay. 
2004. Um, I can't recall. I think it was 2008. Um, but you know, part of too that long ago, we got to get it, get one way too long. recent. <laughs> yeah. It's the past several quads. It's been Japan, China, and Russia who have been mm-hmm. pretty dominant on the podium. Yeah. So we have, our mission has been to catch up with them and be able to compete in the highest ranks, but it's definitely like a good balance between individual and team because the harder you push yourself as an individual to beat, you know, another individual in the United States, the better the country gets. So if you're pushing each other and you're continuing to like be diligent with your training and um, focusing on what you need, you're only going to better the country and, you know, how they're going to perform as a team when they all come together. Um, That's so, super exciting. It's it's crazy to just think about you saying representing your country. Like, that's so cool. I hope you realize how cool that is to be able to say that. Um, but that, let's go, let's go back a little bit to high school. Something I like to ask really successful athletes and people that end up at great schools like you did at Stanford do you remember a certain uh, tournament or event that make made you stand out and was like, this is when people started to talk to me. This is when I was on the map. Do you have any that you like remembering or think back on? So I actually have one that um, immediately came to my mind, but it actually isn't a success story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, when I was six, 15 going on to 16, I qualified for junior USA championships for the first time. And basically Mm -hmm. there's two big national competitions every year. There's one in the winter, it's called a winter cup. And there's one in the summer it's called used to be called PNG championships. But then after the whole USA G um, conundrum with Larry Nassar, we got all our sponsorships dropped. So now it's just called USA gymnastics. Okay. Or USA Championships. Um, so I had finally qualified into the junior division for USA Championships when I was 15 or 16. I was actually mm-hmm. the youngest person there. Nice. Um, so I was kind of just like looking around, <laughs> very, yeah. very excited, anxious to be there. And um, I actually was performing very well when I got there. I think about four rotations in, I was like in the mix for being top 10 in the all around, which to talk about the four, what'd you call it? Four events in. So I don't do all around anymore. Most gymnasts on the national team do all around. Um, I actually specialize in, I specialize in four events now. I, I recently picked up another event. Um, there's, there's six events in men's gymnastics. Most people will do all six. Mm-hmm. I decided when I was in college to do, um, just three at the time. The reason I decided that is because, um, one, I felt like my body was kind of going downhill and I wasn't yeah. helping the collegiate team in the way I, I could, um, at this time in my career, I, I wasn't really expecting to pursue national team again Mm -hmm. um but ultimately this decision allowed me to get to the point where i could be on national team and contribute in that way again we usually have 
two, three, four specialists on the national team. Specialists can be either from uh, a guy who does one event, for example. Mm-hmm. Pommel horse is probably one of the more, more difficult events in men's gymnastics. It's it's easy to get, be thrown off the horse for sure. So we have a lot of guys in the country who are just specialized in that one event because if we have a big score in that one event, it contributes so heavily towards the team score. So they're very valuable. Um, For me, I do, I specialize heavily in three events. And then I also picked up another event. I picked up horse. The reason Mm -hmm. I picked up horse is because if I can get a routine, that's not the best, but pretty solid. I can also be a contributor. Um, But the three other events I do are what I like focus heavily on and bringing a big score. So it's kind of all about playing the system and how you yeah. fit. It's like a it's like a puzzle and yeah, it's like your position in a sport, kind of like if there's an opening, right? And right, you can help there. Like for example, for me, I was a I'm a right footed player, but I actually first got my start at Stanford on the left side as a left left back, like left defender. So. And it was kind of just because that was where the opening was. So you can kind of mold yourself that way a little bit, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let's go back to the high school event. I just want to give some context to people. For some people that don't know gymnastics, I think that's huge to understand. Um, but you said it was a bit of like a failure of sorts, but it stuck out to you. What happened? Yeah, but failures are good. Failures yeah. are what what mold, you know, competitors into successors they're you know necessities for people who want to be the best so Mm -hmm. let's let's backtrack okay yeah so we got to our fourth rotation so fourth event and i was i was feeling great i was on top of the world i was having fun um and then on my dismount and this was actually on parallel bars which is funny because today it's my it's my best event it's the reason that i'm on national team um I, so when you do a dismount, you swing down and usually you'll kind of like launch yourself to the side and do like most, most guys will do two flips and either a tucked or a piked position. No, so I was no doing, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I was doing a, I was doing a double pike, which is two flips off the side. And as I swung down, my arms kind of buckled. So they gave out. And I rolled off the P-bars and I did like one and a half flips, like straight to my head. Oh, (laughs) face plant or back of your head? Oh, no, it was was like a face plant. Like, you know, (laughs) when people like on their hands and knees. Yeah. It was like that. But if their face was just like all the way into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good picture. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was fun. Um. But I remember after that, I've, you know, I, I had a concussion, so I had to pull out of the competition and I had to, it's a two, it's a two day competition. So I had to pull out of the second day as well. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling so defeated. Um, I had no reason to like, it's part of the sport, but I, I think that moment, I remember getting on a plane and immediately I was just like on my computer, drafting up a training plan for myself to get back and like start mm-hmm. improving routines and stuff I think that was you know a crucial moment in my career where I knew that if I kept going at it with this diligence and the work ethic and drive and passion I had for the sport like I would succeed 
you know, I might not meet all my goals in life and all my goals in the sport, but I would succeed in the, in the way that I wanted to. Yeah. So that's awesome. That sounds like an inflection point of sorts for you. Like you feel like I, there's probably a reason you remember that moment. Cause it's like, that's when you really sounds like you really locked in and you're like, I'm just going to do this as hard, yeah. as hardcore as I can put in the time and effort. Yeah. And clearly you did that to an extremely good ability or level. Um, <laughs> we all have moments where we feel like we're in a valley, like a deep valley and it could mm-hmm. be injury. It could be performance. It could be mental, um, mental states. But I think at the end of the day, we have such a strong passion and desire to just compete and, and, mm-hmm. and be out on the field. And it's not even, sometimes it's not strictly just, Oh, I want to perform this way. And I'm not, sometimes it's just, I, I feel like I'm not competing to the le- to the way I can. Yeah. Um, and I've had a lot of competitions where I don't perform the way I do, but I come out of it feeling great because like, I know that I did, I did what I wanted to do. Like I'm doing gymnastics yeah. and I'm enjoying it and I'm loving it. And yeah. sometimes I feel like there's a euphoria with that, especially, you know, mm-hmm. your sport has to be the same way. Like if you're gliding down the field, you're like, wow, this is like, I'm where I'm meant yeah. to be. Like I'm where I'm meant to be. Definitely. Yeah. It's a cool feeling that, that not many things in life can give. I think sport is, a very cool way to do it. Cause you're just so involved with your body and you're in that focus state, uh, the flow state. And it's just a really cool experience. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure people listening do too. Um, but let's, I was going to say, let's go on to Stanford. So we get, we get that portion into, um, just an insane amount of accolades. Like I'll link your profile at Stanford on the podcast, but I'm not going to read them all cause it's nuts. But you guys won this year again. So you won four national championships in four years, right? I actually wasn't on the team this year. So it's um, a three-peat for you. So, yeah, three-peat. So it was 2019 and then COVID stopped our season in 2020. Mm-hmm. And we went 2021, 2022. So then, you would have been you would have been a four-peat then <laughs> if, if you had it then. That was for sure the goal. That was actually yeah. one of the – I think as a team, as a collective team, that was one of the most cohesive groups we had was sophomore year. So that one stung a lot Mm -hmm. when we were booted off campus. Yeah. We went through the same kind of thing. We had, that was when our, my class was at its peak kind of, cause I was a junior at that time and we had a big class, like 10 guys. We were flying, we were all healthy, doing well. Um, But COVID just kind of shut it down. So yeah. I'm sure there's many athletes that got put in that position. Um, but obviously you came back and crushed it. Uh, let's talk about one, like, were there any things you had to overcome at Stanford in particular that you can think of, whether it's like mentally, physically, lifestyle wise, uh, that stick out before getting to this peak of making the national team again and all that? Um, I think a big thing for me, personally was excuse me um my development as a christian um Mm -hmm. i think throughout my freshman through kind of mid junior year um i 
I was absolutely enjoying my time at Stanford and um, I kind of lost my connection with what I had grown up with, which was my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is such a big problem with Christians going into college is it's yeah, the faith goes out the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once you're met with that, that freedom, it's super easy. Oh, yeah. And the structure is kind of gone. It's up to you. That's definitely yeah. something that a lot of people feel. Right. So, um, you know, I was definitely successful freshman through junior year, but I still was struggling a lot with um, performing. Um, I was struggling with, you know, consistency in the gym, consistency just in my life with mm-hmm. school and, you know, my relationships, people around me. Um, things I was getting myself into. Um, I've always innately been a very hard worker, so I was yeah. making it work. That's for sure. I, I could I could tell the first day I met you. I was like, this guy, this guy works hard for sure. And that's another reason you ended up at Stanford. But yeah, yeah, you too, man. Likewise. Um, and yeah, I think it was actually kind of when I when I met you. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. I remember being in a, in a, it was the first time I joined FCA at Stanford and it was on zoom. Cause it was in 2021. I, I remember distinctly and I was yeah. kind of nervous cause I had, I didn't really know many people involved. Um, I knew Kyla Bryant who, who got me onto it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I got in a breakout room with you and Sierra and I was like, okay, yeah. these people like have it, these people have it together. Like they're, they're, you know, they're pursuing their sport, but they're also pursuing something that's way bigger than that. And mm-hmm. I was I kind of reflected on it. And I was like, this is what I want to be. And this is what I want to do. And immediately like a switch turned on. And, you know, after my junior year, I, my gymnastics progressed exponentially. My, you know, progress in the classroom, my progress with my friends and my relationships building progressed. Mm-hmm. And what progressed even more was my faith in the yeah. Lord. And, you know, I started reading the Bible. I started going to church again, which I had missed mm-hmm. out. And I I attribute everything that I've gone through and that I've achieved in my life to him. And it it goes in waves as I do with as mm-hmm. my relationship goes in waves with him. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's so evident that it that it does that and yeah uh, amen i i hope that people transitioning into college have better resources down the down the road and there's more things mm-hmm. put in place to help aid them mm-hmm. because you know you shouldn't need to tell anyone to pursue their faith it should be right. something you want to do yeah. and i think there's so many people that want to do it but they don't because there's there's no opportunity they don't see it yeah opportunities immaturities obligations and Mm -hmm. the thing i didn't realize coming into college is that like my number one obligation is the christ it's not Mm -hmm. asics it's not school it's christ yeah Um, and it's crazy like you said how i figured out the same thing once you focus on your faith whatever faith it is once you connect in that and get the values it goes into every aspect of your life. Like you perform better, your relationships are better. 
the way you go about conversations are better. Like your mental space tends to get better too. It's, it's really, it's super important. I think it's discounted a lot. Um, and I think even in gymnastics in particular, like we've seen, um, there's Simone Biles, right. Who had like the main mental health and came out about it. I think for a lot of athletes, you need that second layer, right. Of something that's bigger, like you said, bigger than your sport, bigger than you that you can like, that can kind of guide you down the right path. Um, so I'm super happy you found that I'm grateful that God put me in the opportunity to, to have you on that call and spark that light in you. Um, but I, I, yeah, from the day I met you, I was like, this kid's a stud. He's such a good person, works hard, clearly an athlete and a half. So yeah, I'm really, really happy that we got to meet and it's just been a good, healthy relationship. Like you said, it's always positive helping each other, which is how it should be. And like when it, when people are struggling, we also help each other. Um, but we only got like six minutes left. So let's go on to present day, Kern Phillips. What, what are you up to soon? We just talked about it before, uh, we started recording, but people will probably love to hear this. So I'm actually two days traveling to Columbia for Pan American Championships. Um, mm-hmm. Very excited. It's actually my second Team USA team event. So I'm very excited to get back into that realm of co- competition since I haven't really had it since um, I left the Stanford team. Yeah. Um. So that's going on. And then once I return, we're actually, we have a national team camp in France. So we're going out there and spending a week and a half training. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of a treat that the national team has given us and also to get like a custom with France yeah. and Paris because of the Olympics in Paris next year. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's something to look forward to as well. Um, and other than that, man, I'm just, just enjoying my time kind of not being in school. I have a part-time yeah. lab position that I'm doing to kind of, to keep up with, you know, my medical school application, diversity experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting medical school applications now. So I'm, doing a bunch at once i'm i'm applying to med school yeah. and i'm training for the olympics um i'm kind of like uh i don't like to put all my eggs in one basket type of guy yeah. <laughs> like yeah. to have multiple things and not just be a one fast faceted person mm-hmm. ideally the goal would be to see how how the medical school stuff shapes out and then if i did get accepted yeah. somewhere i would wait and see if I had qualified to the Olympics or not, if I didn't, then I'd pursue medical school. If yeah. I did, I'd try to defer. Hopefully they would see me as a willing. Yeah. I'm sure, friend. I'm sure they'd be okay with it. If you're going, if you're going to the Olympics for gymnastics, wow. if they're not tell them to call me and I'll, I'll tell them what's up. Um, so interesting, interesting question. I just randomly thought of this might be interesting for people. Does the, gymnastics team pay you do they help like cover your housing or what's what's your living situation right now so they have a tiered system for payment um it's monthly payments and um it's it's definitely good it's it helps with the bills it helps with 
you know, rent and, and all that important stuff. Um, I also am getting paid from my part-time position in the lab. So yeah. I'm, I'm financially well and stable and I'm, I'm doing what I can to make everything work. Nice. Um, but, but yes, they provide for us and uh, USA Gymnastics is very supportive of all their athletes and their mission. Cool. So Sweet. Love to hear. All right. So we got like three and a half minutes. I have the, I don't have the premiere zoom or whatever, so it's going to just cut off, but I want to <laughs> give you a minute to, uh, to say just your general advice to athletes from your experience. What's, what's something that you think is super important, um, for somebody who's aspiring to be at your level? I think, uh, being aware with who you are, um, what makes you a disciplined athlete and what makes you a disciplined person, um, I think is the most important. Everyone has different approaches. Everyone has stuff that makes them succeed and excel to the best of their capabilities. So mm-hmm. knowing yourself and what you need to push yourself to the next level is utmost important. Um, I think also being in tune with where your mental space is at is is also critical. I think that yeah. kind of goes in long lines of knowing yourself, but also, you know, taking time to to separate yourself from your sport from time to time. You want your moments of intensity and discipline, hard work, all those traits need to be for a time and a place. But when you're out of the gym or outside the field or the weight room or whatever, you need to let your mind, you know, kind of debrief and take the load off and, you know, hang out with your friends and do things that you enjoy. Um, It only helps with once you're in the gym, one, you appreciate your time in there more. And Mm -hmm. two, your drive, at least for myself, I've, I've noticed that my drive is even higher because I know that, you know, even if I'm having a rough day, I remember that I love it and that I have something outside of it. Right. So there's two. Like it's just, it's just like, a game. Yeah. I think it helps remind you it's just a game. Right. Um, so but it's obviously important. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's a very wise words from a young, young athlete, but very true to know yourself and know what you like and just stick to that. And the mental aspect is obviously huge, big part. People just kind of push it to the side, but once you focus on it and know where you're at, it gives you a lot more more clarity for sure yeah man um all right we gotta gotta wrap it up um but thank you so much to Curran. this was it was awesome get some insight into the world of gymnastics a little bit the headspace what he's been up to and what he is looking forward to so be sure to to follow him give him some shout outs uh i'll be posting him on my instagram story like i always do <laughs> supporting him from a distance but go usa and Rufa Curran in particular. Andrew, thank you, man. You're just a top class guy. Um, one of the best. And keep up your good work, man. Keep doing everything that makes you happy. I I am excited likewise to see where you end up and what you do for other people. I think that's one of your your greatest traits. You're so selfless and um just phenomenal man. I appreciate you, dude. Thank you, man. Likewise. And last but not least, 
keep staying tuned for more episodes dropping. Make sure to subscribe, follow, like, all that good stuff, and stay tuned with what these amazing athletes are up to, just like Kern heading off to the Pan Am Games with the U.S. gymnastics team. So be sure to follow him there. Thanks again, and be back soon.